0: of John chapter 10. We'll be getting there shortly, but um, the title of our message today um, builds off last week. Last week we looked at the fact that God has a mission for every one of us. And our mission is to celebrate life. Now, we have been thinking this morning... Um, we've heard from Linda and the Alpha Women's Center, and indeed, that is is truly an aspect of celebrating life, uh, being pro-life, but our mission goes even beyond that. Um, the mission that God has gave, given us, uh, we all celebrate life, I mean... When when there's a birth, we celebrate that. When there's a death, we call it a celebration of life. That we're looking back over the life, and we want to remember um, the life that was lived and what it in, involves. Um, Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter nine, "A living dog is better than a dead lion." In what he was saying is, life is better than anything dead. It doesn't matter how great it is. If it's dead, it it doesn't amount to much. And and we celebrate that. We're we're in the season that um, many are calving at this time of the year, and and it's always when there's a struggle and you have to pull the calf. And and it survives and the cow survives. It's a yes, it's a it's a celebration because there's life. I've yet to meet someone I guess it probably happened, but I've yet to meet someone that celebrates death, although I've talked to people that have said The day that person dies will be a day of rejoicing for me. Um, And that tells me that they have a lot of unresolved issues in their life and bitterness and things. But normal people do not rejoice in death. Um, Because God is the author of life, we live in a country that our Declaration of Independence says we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We often stop there, and I'm intrigued, I'm not going to spend much time on this, but the next several sentences say that to secure these rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Wow, I read that and I think our founding fathers had a lot of foresight and a lot of insight in understanding basic principles of life, which we want to review today, and, and hopefully that we'll be able to um, come full circle and understand why are we here as believers. First of all, the basic principle is that God created life. Um, We are endowed by our Creator with life. Did you ever stop to think about it? When God created, He created living things to reproduce, to bring forth new life, and in God's original creation, it was without death. God created life, and originally when He created life, there was no death. I mean, understanding that all life is by God's design. By Him and through Him, we live and move and have our being. Who keeps the laws of nature to be the laws of nature? There is a supreme designer. Um, The song that Kathy played, I Sing the Mighty Power of God, I visited with someone this last week that um, did a little research on head lice. And they said they are amazing creatures that are equipped with special little things to hang on to, um, a thread of hair. Uh, The more you look at all of God's creation, the more you see there has to be a designer here. There had to be someone that gives life and in understanding the gift of life that God gives to us. That God created life, and originally it was without death, but sin brought death and brings death. We know the account that um, God gave them everything they needed, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, everything they needed, And he said, um, there's one aspect of this garden that is off limits to you. And I'm telling you this for for your good. Because in the day that you eat of it, um, you will know right and wrong and you will die. Well, we know the story. That they took part of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Romans chapter 5, verse 12 says, this, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death came by that sin. Death is separation. It is uh, separation physically, it is separation spiritually, it is, it is separation. And God said, when sin enters, death enters, and when Adam and Eve sinned, death or sin was passed upon all men. Because all have sinned. But by one man, sin entered into the world. Now, it is sin, whatever God calls sin, is sin because it is against God's nature, and it is against life. God's nature is life. Look in John chapter 10. In verse 9, Jesus is speaking. He said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that you might they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Notice he says, the thief, without going into a lot of detail, the thief is referenced to um, the devil, Satan, the accuser. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. Satan's nature is death. God's nature is life. I mean it is it is a marked distinction. So anything that is against life is against God's nature. And anything that is against God's nature, God identifies it as sin. God knows that violating His law leads to death. So He initially gave the Ten Commandments. And He gave those commandments because He knows they hinder life. They destroy life. They do not bring life. They bring death. We've come to believe the lie that the average person thinks God robs us of life by prohibiting certain things. Oh, you can't do that. You don't know what it is to live. God says, no, these things that I'm asking you to not do, I do that because I want you to have life. Linda alluded to it this morning, that they um, teach classes about um, sexuality. There are certain parameters that God set down regarding um, sex and sexuality. And the reason God did this is not to make life miserable for us, but so that we would enjoy life. Do you understand? If mankind followed God's plan... There wouldn't have to be one pamphlet, one government program, one thing regarding sexually transmitted diseases. So God was not saying, don't do that because I don't want you to enjoy. He's saying, no, don't do that because I want you to enjoy life whether it's in finances, whether it's in, in personal living, in whatever area it is, whatever God lays down, His ultimate goal is life. God created not just life, but He wants us to have a full life, an abundant life. And anything that God says and identifies as sin, He identifies it because it is against life, And it is for death. So sin brought death and sin continues to bring death. But Jesus Christ came to deal with the death problem and bring life. The Patch Kids this morning alluded to this. The wages of sin is death. The end result of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of God is eternal life. He mentioned, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so by one man, Jesus Christ, life entered into the world. The first Adam brought sin and death. The second Adam, Jesus Christ, brought life and forgiveness of sin. So you see the contrast. Sin is always related with death. Life is always related with God, with the Trinity, with Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Everything about Him deals with life. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. By man, 1 Corinthians 15-21, by man came death, by man also came resurrection through Jesus Christ. Now, this is the Gospel. This is... Christ Jesus died for our sins, paid the penalty for our sins, rose again so that we might have forgiveness of sins, and as we sung earlier, and be adopted into the family of God. I I chuckled when Jason said, we're going to sing, I'm adopted and go right into the family of God. That's exactly what happens. When you're adopted, you're in the family of God. And that is all about life. Until we receive Jesus Christ, we live in death, we know death, and we are committed to death. Anything about life is God. Now, God has chosen every believer to be involved in His life-giving ministry. Do you understand this? He rescues me by His amazing grace that we sung about earlier. And it's not just so we can say, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound! that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost and now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Yay, I'm going to heaven. But He he rescues us so that we can go back and rescue others, be involved in His life-giving ministry. The Gospel is all about life. Everything God created that is living, He created it to reproduce. And missions is celebrating life. It's celebrating the gift of life that God has given to us. And that's why He said, Go ye into all the world and preach the Gospel to every creature. Our mission is to live life as God designed to the fullest and to bring life to others to rescue They don't have life. We, as children of God, have the power to bring life by the power of the gospel. That's our purpose for being here, to bring life. And God desires fruitfulness in every creature. Now, those are basic, fundamental, foundational truths that God created life Sin brought death, and it continues to bring death. And Jesus Christ came to deal with the death problem, and the heart problem, and the sin problem, and to bring life. And that God has chosen to involve every believer in His life-giving ministry. Let me just make some application with this. Personal application, introspection that we need to ask ourselves. Do I have life? Are there evidences in my life that I truly have been given spiritual life? I once was blind, but now I see. Used to be the Bible didn't mean anything to me, but now I pick it up and it speaks to me. It is a living book. I used to live this way, and I didn't care what my actions did. But now, the Spirit of God is living within me, and He pinpoints things in my life. And there is evidence, I have life. You know, um, you can make a dead person look pretty good. I'm always amazed. You go to a visitation. Doesn't he look natural? Really? Is that naturally how he was? Just laid on the couch all his life. Hmm. My twisted sense of humor... I'm not even going to go there, all right? It was about me personally, okay? So... But is there evidence of spiritual life? We've been going through 1 John and and looking at it, and and he gives us over and over again, is there evidence of spiritual life? Not just that you go to church, not just that you pray to prayer, not that you can tell the gospel. Is there evidence that there's spiritual life? That's the first question. The second question, do I value life? Are you filled with thanksgiving for the gift of life? Do you get up and in the morning say, God, thank you for giving me another day. God, I need wisdom to be a wise steward of this gift of life that you have given me. It's a gift that I don't know how long I'll have it, but it's evident you've given it to me. Not only physical life, but spiritual life. God I thank you for saving my soul. Forbid the day that we, we get complacent to the greatness of God's grace that saved us. Every day we, we wake up and, and you might be um, waist deep in troubles and things, but thank God I'm a child of the King. And value the life that God has given us. God, help me to be a wise steward of this that you have given to me. Physical life and spiritual life. And then ask yourself the question, do I bring life? Does your presence, does it bring life or does it bring death? You know, Proverbs 18 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. There's some people that when you see them coming, it's just like a a funeral dirge is coming, you know, it's like, oh brother, we're gonna hear rah 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 rah." Does your life bring death? We're gonna hear everything that's bad and everything that's wrong and everything Or does your life bring life? When when you come is it is it a delight? Is it a joy? Do you bring life? Does your counsel and your example bring life? Does it point people to Jesus? Proverbs 10 and verse 11 says, The mouth of the righteous is a wellspring of life. Out of it comes life. It's given godly counsel. Proverbs 12 and verse 28 says, In the way of the righteous is life. Think about it. Do I bring life? Ask yourself that question. Do I make people want to live and want to have a life and, and see that there is hope? And do I convey to them, as the Patch Kids sang, nothing is impossible with God? And do I bring hope? Do I bring life? And then we ask this question, do I share life? What do you do with the resources God has given you? Your time, your money, your mind. Matthew 16 and throughout the Gospels, he says over and over again, for whosoever will save his life, meaning hoard it to himself, shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Do I share my life? Do I share my resources? We will be encouraging you to participate in the Faith Promise Missions program to above your tithes and offerings to say, God, besides those, this is what I believe you want me to give toward missions. The best investment you can ever make is investing in that. And God, this is what I want to give toward that. I believe after seeking Your mind, this is what You would want me to do. And I am investing. I am willing to share what You have given to me over and over again. You've heard us say, we are blessed in order to be a blessing. Think of it. Because of faithful giving... For example, on our part, there are babies' lives that have been saved and there are individuals who have been rescued from hell just through Alpha Women's Center. Think of the ministry that is going on in in the Middle East, in those refugee camps, and around the world in various ministries. Your greatest investment is investing in the things where... Moth and rust cannot corrupt, and thieves cannot break through or steal. And so we ask, am I sharing my life, my time? Do I share it to help bring the good news? Hey, life! You don't have to be in death. Life! Am I sharing my resources? Am I sharing my mind for that? And then one other application question. Do I choose life over death? Do you understand all throughout our day, every decision we make, it comes down, I'm choosing life, God's way, or I'm choosing my way or Satan's way. Life or death? Life or death? When you get on the internet, am I choosing life or death? When you look at a magazine or a book, is it life or death? Investment of my time, is it life or death? Every decision we make is either choosing that which contributes to life or contributes to death. Romans chapter 8 and verse 6 says, To be carnally minded, to be fleshly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life. Proverbs one nineteen says greed takes away our life. When I choose to be greedy, I'm choosing death. It takes away life. But he also says, as we've alluded to, righteousness, choosing to do right, tendeth to life. God came to Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and He said to them, I've set before you blessing and cursing. I've set before you life and death. And he said, choose life that you may live. Do you understand? Every day, over and over and over again, we're choosing either life or death. Life or death. That which contributes to life or that which takes away life. And we're either choosing to be a life giver or we're choosing to contribute to death. You know, there should be no one that is more fully alive than a follower of Jesus Christ. No one that should have Uh, more abundance of joy even in the midst of trials than a follower of Jesus Christ because He's given us life. And He says, my mission for you is to get involved now that you have life, is to get involved in the worldwide mission of bringing life to those who are without life. So we ask another question that's not on there, but another question, who are you bringing life to? What kind of life are you bringing to them? There are people that God wants you to bring life to. We need to celebrate life. We live in the midst of the world that has no idea what life is read an account of some famous person died and in his desires of how he should, when he died, his last will was he had a very fancy car. He wanted to be buried in his car. And as they were lowering the car with his body in the car, as they were lowering it into this massive plot to put the car in, someone looked at the person standing next to him and said, Man, that's living. That kind of shows how messed up our world is. We think death is living and living is death. And the only way the truth will be known is when the bearers of truth bring life to those that have no life. And that's you. To be a life giver, that's the mission. Celebrate life. We walk around many times as though we don't have hope and we don't have life, and Why should they want what we have? God's mission for you is to celebrate life, Jesus Christ, and to bring that message to others. Heavenly Father, I thank You for life. I thank You for the privilege of being a recipient not only of physical life, but of spiritual life. That You are the author of life, that You are the cure for death and that You give to us eternal life through Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray if there's one here today that has never trusted the work of Your death and resurrection for the forgiveness of sins, I pray today they would come to know You. And come to have genuine life. Lord, then I pray today for every believer here. I pray that we would celebrate life. I pray that we would be committed to bringing life to others. To sharing the life that you have given us. And Lord, I pray that daily in our decisions we would choose life and that you would be honored, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.